the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. It's time that we look to the Lord Jesus Christ and do some sowing for eternity. Would you be surprised to know that you have a great deal of control over your life? Let's join Jack Morris for the introduction of today's Healing Word message, Life in the Making. Hello, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris, and I'm so glad to see you again. Just a moment, we're going into the sanctuary, and I'm going to be bringing a message entitled, Life in the Making. Friend, listen to this message. You have more control over your life than maybe you realize. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants you to have the very best life. You make the right decisions. God will bless you. You'll have the life that you want and the life that God wants. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 6, where it says in verse 7, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So if you sow to the Spirit, you sow to the worship of Almighty God and obedience to Him, you're going to reap in this life. Not only will you reap in the life to come, but the blessings of God will flow abundantly upon you. Let's go into the sanctuary, hear this message, and be greatly and abundantly blessed. Life in the making. The Scripture tells us that we make our own life what it is, for the most part. 90, 99% of what we are now we have made for ourselves. The scripture clearly says what a man or woman sows, that man or woman will reap. I've heard people say things like uh, when their marriage went wrong or something like that, well, uh, she made her bed, now let her lie in it. You ever hear anything like that? Not an awful saying. (laughs) But we're making us ourselves what we are and who we are and who we're going to become. Now, last Sunday, the sermon title was Reap the Blessing. Everywhere in the Bible, everywhere, God is telling us He wants to bless us and make our lives beautiful and wonderful. He tells that over and over. Everything in the Bible, not condemning us, not hurting us, but to bless us and to help us. The problem is, We're just not listening like we should listen and receiving and doing uh, as we should receive and as we should listen. Now, in Mark chapter 4, last week, I talked about the sower that went forth to sow, the farmer. He sowed seed. The seed went into the soil. The seed germinated. The seed grew. And uh, in the fall, he reaped a great harvest. He got what he sowed, but he got more than he sowed. He was so wonderfully blessed with what God had 
given to him. Now, Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3 said, let us break up the fallow ground or let us plow the unplowed soil. That is, get your heart ready to receive the word of God. Let the word of God dwell in you richly and you will have a rich and fulfilling life. That basically sums up all that God is telling us throughout his word. It all starts with Jesus yielding to the Savior and allowing him to come in. But you and I have a part in this to get the word ready to come in. Now, years ago, there was a man in Great Britain by the name of G.K. Chesterton, a great, brilliant man, great philosopher and a great theologian, wise man. Many people would go to him and ask him practical questions, and he would give wise answers, wrote books. A brilliant man and a good Christian man. Someone went to him and asked him, he said, Dr. Chesterton, if you were stranded on an island and you had just one book, just one, what would that book be? He said, a practical guide on how to build a ship. (laughs) Well, friend, this is a practical guide on how to build a life. This has a rudder and a sail that will get us off in the right direction and keep us going exactly where you want to go. And you'll have the greatest, most successful life of all. Exactly what you need and what you want. Now, sowing and reaping. If you have your Bibles open, I'm going to read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Do you have your Bibles open? Would you like to read that with me in unison? Together, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. How how plain can that be? Can that be said another way, plainer than what it is there now? Now notice, do not be deceived. Simply meaning... Don't misunderstand. Don't become confused. What is going on in the natural world also goes on in the spiritual world. In the spring, you're going to see the farmer on the tractor. He's breaking up the fallow ground, getting ready to sow the seed. Then he'll sow the seed. And then he'll wait and believe God for the sunshine and for the rain. And then in the fall, he'll reap what he sowed, but he'll reap a whole lot more, and he will rejoice. So the scripture is telling us, don't be deceived. This is how it is. This is how it always has been. Seed time and harvest, this is the way it always will be. And then he goes on to say, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Simply meaning, God says what he means, and he means what he says. He doesn't speak a whole lot of idle words, uh, he, he speaks very meaningful words. Uh, uh, don't, don't be deceived in thinking that, that God is just talking to talk. And we can ignore it, but we are the ones that will not receive the blessing if we ignore what God is saying. So don't be deceived. Don't, be, don't misunderstand. Uh, God cannot be mocked. God isn't just talking to hear himself talk. A man reaps what he sows. Seed time, harvest time. In every little seed, there's a force. 
In every little seed, there's a life. That's why when it goes into the ground, it looks, you don't see any life in that seed. It doesn't look dead. But when it goes into the ground, buried somewhere inside that seed, there's a life. And the Lord is telling us in Mark chapter 4, as he goes on to explain to his disciples, that he is the farmer, that he is sowing his seed. The seed that he is sowing is the words that he is speaking. And those words that are received into a heart that has been prepared, those words are going to burst forth with a great force and a great life. And it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be wonderful. This is what God is saying. This is what God has for all of his people. Now, sowing seed and reaping in this life and sowing seed and reaping in the life to come. We sow deeds of kindness, acts of love, friendship. There's there's a lady at the place where that works in the pharmacy where Corinne and I take our prescriptions. That woman, we've been meeting her and seeing her for a long time. She never smiles. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try an experiment. (laughs) There I go again. (laughs) I'm going to do what I can to get her. I mean, it's like it's frozen. It's like a face of ice. It's going to crack, you know. And so uh, she was working, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll talk to her. I said, you, you know, you've got a lot of business, a lot of activity here. You're, I don't know what all I said. And I thought maybe she might smile, and she said, yeah, but it's, it's been a busy day today. Nothing, just nothing. She said, yeah, we work hard, but I like it that way. And, and uh, so I, I, I couldn't communicate. I couldn't. And so I walked away and I said to Corinne, I said, you know, that woman, no matter what you say or what you do, she just doesn't smile. Friend, smile and somebody's going to smile back at you. So an an act of kindness, an act of love, and it'll it'll come back for the most part. Now, there, there are always going to be exceptions. And I found this exception there at the pharmacy. But I found it at other places also. It can't be all that bad, friend. Hey, why don't you turn to a neighbor and say, good morning, and smile. Will you do that? Good morning. Hey, can't life be wonderful? No, what you sow, you're going to reap. Return to today's message following this opportunity to let you know that audio versions of the Healing Word broadcast are available anytime at oneplace.com and video versions of the program can be viewed on lightsource.com. So whenever you need encouragement from a faith-building message, search for the Healing Word at oneplace.com and lightsource.com. Now, let's return to Pastor Jack Morris with the conclusion of today's message. Now, reaping comes at a time that's going to bless you the most. Now, I want you to hear this very clearly. God has your best interest at heart. God's looking out for you. He really is. That's why he says, so goodness and goodness will come back. So kindness and kindness will come back. Whatever you sow, 
you're going to reap. That's what the Lord says. So if you want some goodness to come into your life, you sow some goodness. It'll come back to you. God will bless you and it'll come back in the time that's going to bless you the most. So when the farmer sows the seed in the ground, the farmer doesn't get up the next morning and go out there and say, well, I don't see anything happening. I'm looking for it to happen. I don't see anything happening. No, the farmer knows there's seed time and harvest. The farmer is wise. He knows there's a time for sowing and there's a time for reaping. And God knows the best time for you to receive what you have sown and what you need to have come back to you. So we're sowing now and we're reaping in this life, but we're also sowing now and we're going to reap in the life to come. Friend, do you know that someday we're going to stand before God and we're going to uh, acknowledge to him and he's going to receive an account from us Uh, There is seed time and harvest. Soon we're going to go to heaven. And we're going to be face to face with the Lord. And and God doesn't pull any punches. And don't be deceived because God can't be mocked. You can't can't pull the wool over, so to speak, of God's eyes. He sees our heart. He knows where we are. He knows how we're functioning. He knows all. He sees all. So we're going to reap also in eternity as well as in this life. And we are moving steadily and unstoppably toward eternity. Now there are some things in this life that we can slow down and maybe even stop. Including gravity. Gravity can be slowed down and stopped momentarily but not for long. But life is moving. Life is moving. While we're sitting here in this chapel in this sanctuary the world is turning on its axis time is clicking away we're moving and nobody can stop moving and neither can nobody stop you from acting behaving smiling not smiling we're we're sowing seed all every day all life long and we need to become a little more aware and a little more conscious of what we are and who we are and what we're sowing Now, there's one thing that cannot be stopped, and that is time. We can't stop time. I I brought this with me this morning. The Washington Post magazine, The Parenting Issue. Most of us equate money with success. If you make money, and lots of it, then you're a success. If my child gets that Ph.D. degree, then he's, or she's going to make a lot of money and be very successful. So I hurriedly did a little bit of reading out of this magazine. And it was uh, entitled, um, How to Raise Successful Kids. And I thought, well, I need to read that, although mine are all grown and Corinne's not pregnant. But... Uh, <laughs> um, I'm happier about that than you are. (laughs) So this, this particular parent says, you work hard as a parent and they work hard. Now, this is what parents are valuing from their children and from themselves. Hard work pays off. 
It does. I agree with that. It does. Okay. But I thought, well, maybe I'll turn on. And it says, the next parent says, to raise a child successfully, you have to give your child a voice. Let your child have a voice, make some decisions. And so it has pictures of the parents with their family and all of their children. And then the next parent says, be strict about right things at the right time. And I agree with that. There wasn't a thing in here that I disagree with. The next person says, help your children find themselves. They tell me all these things, but they don't tell me how to do it. (laughs) Not one of them, not one of them spoke about their child in eternity or themselves in eternity. Not one of them. Everything was about getting ahead, and getting ahead simply meant making money and being successful and achieving what you can number, what you can count, what you can weigh in your hand. Friend, now, let me tell you a story. It's an old fable that comes from the Far East. It's about how to test what your child's going to be like and what's going to happen in your child's life. The fable is, and I understand that some of them have done this. They, they, will, they will take a, 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 a this, while the child is still just a little toddler, they're going to now put this child, give this child a test. And so they'll go to a, the coffee table and they'll put a bottle of wine on the coffee table. They'll put a Bible on the coffee table. And then they'll put some money on the coffee table. And then the parent will walk out and just peep around and send the little toddler into the room, about three years old, and watch to see what what he picks up first. And so this one gentleman said his son came toddling into the room. And he walked over and and he watched from a distance. And the little toddler picked up the Bible. Now, if he picks up the Bible, that's a sign that he's going to have a spiritual vocation. Maybe he's going to be a priest. And he was happy to see that. And then the little boy surveyed the coffee table, and he he reached up, and he picked up the money. Well, when he picked up the money, well, maybe the child is going to be an entrepreneur, or he's going to be a businessman. And then the child put the money in the Bible. And then he looked over at that big bottle of wine, and he reached up, and he got a hold of that put the Bible under his arm, and then he toddled off with all three. And the father looked and he said, oh no, he's going to be a politician. (laughs) Now, do you have any way of detecting or measuring the spirituality of yourself or of your child. Now, I'm going to ask you a, a question. I, I do want a response on this, and I want you to think it through. How many here this morning, you know the name of your great-grandfather? Put your hand up. Oh, my. Wow, a lot of people. Okay, put your hand down. How many of you know the, where your great-grandfather is buried? Put your hand up. Well, you're just ruining my story. (laughs) Most of us are not, at least I'm not like it. I don't know the name of my great-grandfather. And I have no idea where he is buried. 
So because I don't know the name of my great-grandfather and I don't know where he is buried, you know that I'm only maybe three or four generations from extinction? That's right. Only three or four generations from now, nobody will ever know that I ever existed. Not even my extended family. They won't. So why are we so working feverishly to get ahead in this life when we're all going to come to extinction very soon? Parents, you are, and so are your sons and your daughters. It's time that we look to the Lord Jesus Christ and do some sowing for eternity. We're not going to live forever. (laughs) Amen? Time is moving very quickly. And we're just, every one of us are running out of time. Every one of us. I just talked to my cousin. He pastored several churches. And uh, then he had a stroke. He's four years younger than I am. He can't work anymore. His wife had breast cancer five years ago. One breast was taken. He called me yesterday And he said, Jack, put me on your prayer list and ask your congregation to pray. He said, the cancer's come back. Friend, you and I are not here. This is not eternity. This is life. And you're living in bodies that are growing old and wearing out. There's going to be a time when time will be no more. And if time continues on, you're going to become extinct in just a few more years Just like I am. So what you sow now, we're going to reap some of it now, but we're going to reap a lot of it in eternity. We're going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were okay. You did well when you were on the earth. You served me. You did well. The reflection of Jesus, the force of Jesus, the force of the seed of his word was in your heart. And it brought forth fruit a hundredfold. Well done. I'm pleased with you. Yeah, it's going to happen. These are not idle words. Don't be deceived about this. Don't be confused. God's not mocked. He didn't just write this. This for us to read it when we felt like reading it. Let it get in. Let it get in. Let it get in. Because if it gets in, it's going to come forth. And there's going to be a harvest. And it's going to be a great harvest. So you're sowing. And I'm sowing. We may have another year. Won't that be wonderful? What did you sow last year? Some of you are going to have a lean year this year because you didn't sow much last year. Or there are things that are going to come back. You've made your bed last year. You're going to lie in it this year. Friend, if God gives you another year, be thankful. Seek the Lord. Ask God to give guidance and direction to you. That he'll help you to sow what needs to be sown so that you'll reap What you need to reap, what you want to reap, what he wants you to reap. God has your best interest at heart. He really does. He cares for you greatly. So let's live for the Lord. We're going to have a big payoff. There was a preacher a number of years ago, Dr. Truett, a First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. He preached a sermon all over the United States. It was just the same sermon. And that sermon was titled, Payday Someday. Friend, we're going to get it back. Whether we're sowing our money, our tithe, it works just the same way. What you do with what God has given you, 
You're going to reap it back again. It's coming home. It's coming back. And the life that you live is going to be reflected in your sons and your daughters. Well, I don't talk about them things in front of them. No, but somehow you're mysteriously, wonderfully connected. Your DNA, your flesh, it's going to happen. Friends, some of us need to pray, seek the Lord and say, God, help me to sow good seed. Good seed, because then I'll have a good harvest. Amen. Amen. All right. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Hello, friend. I just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. You're a blessing to me. Your prayers, your financial gifts are making this ministry a reality. And I want to thank you. This coming Sunday at the 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock worship service at the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland, I have a special message dealing with the mighty hand of God, how God uses His might and glory to bless each of us. I'd love to meet you. Please come. Let's meet the Lord Jesus and receive His glory and blessing in our lives. Again, I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.